Section twenty one of Satan's Diary by Leonid Andreev, translated by Hermann Bernstein. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Carolyn. Section twenty one, April eight, Rome. Before knocking at my door, His Majesty the ex King E had knocked at no small number of entrances in Europe true to the example of his apostolic ancestors who believed in the gold of israel he particularly liked to approach jewish bankers i believe that the honour done me by his visit was based upon his firm conviction that i was a jew although his majesty was visiting rome incognito i warned of his visit met him at the foot of the stairs and bowed low to him i think that is the requirement of etiquette then also in accordance with etiquette we introduced ourselves he his adjutant i thomas magnus i confess i had not a very flattering opinion of the former king and that is why he astonished me all the more with his high opinion of himself he gave me his hand politely but with such haughty indifference he looked at me with such complete self-confidence as if he were gazing at a being of lower order he walked ahead of me so naturally sat down without invitation gazed upon the walls and furniture in such frankly royal manner that my entire uneasiness due to my unfamiliarity with etiquette disappeared immediately it was only necessary to follow this fellow who appeared to know everything so well in appearance he was quite a young man with fresh complexion and magnificent coiffure somewhat worn out but sufficiently well preserved with colourless eyes and a calm brazenly protruding lower lip his hands were beautiful he did not try to conceal that he was bored by my american face which appeared jewish to him and by the necessity of asking me for money he yawned slightly after seating himself and said sit down gentlemen and with a slight command of the hand he ordered the adjutant to state the nature of his proposal he paid no attention to magnus at all and while the fat red and obliging adjutant was stealthily narrating the story of the misunderstanding which caused the departure of his majesty from his country his majesty was nonchalantly examining his feet finally he interrupted his representative's speech with the impatient remark briefer marquis mr wondergood is as well familiar with this history as we are in a word these fools kicked me out how do you regard it dear wondergood how do i regard it i bowed low 
i am glad to be of service to your majesty well yes that's what they all say but will you give me any money continue marquis the marquis smiling gently at me and magnus despite his obesity he looked quite hungry continued to weave his thin flimsy web about the misunderstanding until the bored king again interrupted him you understand these fools thought that i was responsible for all their misfortunes wasn't that silly mr wondergood and now they are worse off than ever and they write come back for god's sake we are perishing read the letters marquis at first the king spoke with a trace of excitement but apparently any effort soon wearied him the marquis obediently took a packet of papers from the portfolio and tortured us with the complaints of the orphaned subjects begging their lord to return i looked at the king he was no less bored than we were it was so clear to him that the people could not exist without him that all confirmations of this seemed superfluous and i felt so strange whence does this miserable man get so much happy confidence there was no doubt that this bird unable to find a crumb for himself sincerely believed in the peculiar qualities of his personage capable of bestowing upon a whole people marvellous benefactions stupidity training habit at that moment the marquis was reading the plea of some correspondent in which through the web of official mediocrity and the lies of swollen phrases gleamed the very same confidence and sincere call was that too stupidity and habit and so forth and so forth interrupted the king listlessly that will do marquis you may close your portfolio well what do you think of it dear mr wondergood i will be bold enough to say to your majesty that i am a representative of an old democratic republic and stop wondergood republic democracy that's nonsense you know well enough yourself that a king is a necessity you in america will have a king too some day how can you get along without a king who will be responsible for them before god no that's foolish this creature was actually getting ready to answer for the people before god and he continued with the same calm audacity the king can do everything and what can a president do nothing do you understand wondergood nothing why then do you want a president who can do nothing he deigned to twist his lower lip into a sarcastic smile it is all nonsense invented by the newspapers would you for example take your president seriously mr wondergood but representative government fie excuse me mr wondergood 
he recalled my name with great difficulty but what fool will pay any attention to the representatives of the people citizen a will pay heed to citizen b and citizen b will pay heed to citizen a is that not so but who will compel their obedience if both of them are wise no i too have studied logic mr wondergood and you will permit me to indulge in a laugh he laughed slightly and said with his usual gesture continue marquis no let me do it the king can do everything wondergood you understand but the law ah this fellow too speaks of law do you hear marquis no i really can't understand what you want this law for that all may suffer equitably however if you are so keen on having law law you shall have but who will give it to you if not i but the representatives of the people the king directed his colourless eyes upon me almost in despair ah again citizen a and b but can't you understand dear wondergood what kind of a law is it if they themselves make it what wise man will agree to obey it no that's nonsense is it possible that you yourself obey this law wondergood not only i your majesty but the whole of america his eyes measured me with sympathy pardon me but i don't believe it the whole of america well in that case they simply don't understand what law is do you hear marquis the whole of america but that's not the thing i must return wondergood you've heard what the poor devils write i am happy to see that the road is open for you my lord open you think so hm. no i need money some write and others don't you understand perhaps they don't know how to write my lord they oh you should have seen what they wrote against me i was quite flustered what they need is the firing squad all of them why all of them some of them will be enough the rest of them will simply be scared to death you understand wondergood they have simply stolen my power from me and now of course will simply refuse to return it you can't expect me to see to it that no one robs me and these gentlemen he indicated the blushing marquis to my sorrow did not manage to guard my interests the marquis mumbled confusedly sire now now i know your devotion but you were asleep at the switch just the same and now there's so much trouble so much trouble he sighed lightly did not cardinal x tell you i needed money mr wondergood he promised to of course i will return it all and however you should take this matter up with the marquis i have heard that you love people very much mr wondergood 
a faint smile flitted over the dim face of magnus i bowed slightly the cardinal told me so that is very praiseworthy mr wondergood but if you do love people you will certainly give me money i don't doubt that in the least they must have a king the newspapers are merely prattling nonsense why do they have a king in germany a king in england a king in italy and a hundred other kings and don't we need a king too the adjutant mumbled a misunderstanding of course a misunderstanding the marquis is quite right the newspapers call it a revolution but believe me i know my people it is simply a misunderstanding they are now weeping themselves how can they get along without a king there would be no kings at all then you understand what nonsense they now talk of no god too no we must do a little shooting a little shooting he rose quickly and this time shook my hand with a patronizing smile and bowed to magnus good-bye good-bye my dear wondergood you have a magnificent figure oh what a splendid fellow the marquis will drop in to see you one of these days there was something more i wanted to say oh yes i hope that you in america will have a king too in the near future that is very essential my friend moreover that's bound to be the end au revoir we escorted his majesty with the same ceremony the marquis followed and his bowed head divided into two halves by the part in his reddish hair and his red face bore the expression of hunger and constant failure ah he has so frequently and so fruitlessly orated about that misunderstanding the king apparently also recalled at that moment his vain knocking about at other thresholds his bloodless face again filled with greyish ennui and in reply to my parting bow he opened wide his eyes as if in astonishment with the expression what more does this fool want ah yes he has money and lazily he asked and so you'll not forget mr friend and his automobile was magnificent and just as magnificent was the huge chauffeur resembling a gendarme attired for the new role when we had reascended the stairs our respectful lackeys meanwhile gazing upon me as on a royal personage and entered our apartments magnus fell into a long ironic silence i asked how old is this creature didn't you know wondergood that's bad he is thirty-two years old perhaps less did the cardinal really speak of him and ask you to give him money yes from what you may have left after the cardinal's wants are attended to that is probably due to the fact that the monarchist form of government is also in vogue in heaven 
can you conceive of a republic of saints and the administration of the world on basis of popular representation think of it even devils will then receive the vote a king is most necessary wondergood believe me nonsense this is not worthy even of a jest i am not jesting you are mistaken and pardon me for being so direct my friend in his discussion about the kings he was above you this time you saw only a creature a countenance of purely material limitations and ridiculous he conceived himself to be a symbol that's why he is so calm and there is no doubt that he will return to his beloved people and will do a little shooting and will do a little shooting and will throw a little scare to them ah wondergood how stubborn you are in your refusal to part with the multiplication table your republic is a simple table while a king do you realize it is a miracle what can there be simpler sillier and more hopeless than a million bearded men governing themselves and how wonderful how miraculous when this million of bearded fellows are governed by a creature that is a miracle and what possibilities it gives rise to it seemed very funny to me when you spoke with so much warmth about the law this dream of the devil a king is necessary for the precise purpose of breaking the law in order that the will may be above the law but laws change magnus to change is only to submit to necessity and to new law which was unknown to you before only by breaking the law do you elevate the will prove to me that god himself is subject to his own laws it is to put it simply that he cannot perform miracles and to-morrow your shaven monkey will share the fate of loneliness and all the churches will be turned into horse stables the miracle wondergood the miracle that is what holds human beings on this cursed earth magnus emphasized these words by banging the table with his fist his face was gloomy in his dark eyes there flickered unusual excitement speaking as if he were threatening some one he continued he believes in miracles and i envy him he is insignificant he is really what you might call a creature but he believes in miracles and he has already been a king and will be a king again and we he waved his hand contemptuously and began to pace the carpet like an angry captain the deck of his vessel with much respect i gazed upon his heavy explosive head and blazing eyes for the first time i realized what satanic ambitions 
there were concealed in this strange gentleman and we magnus noticed my gaze and shouted angrily why do you look at me like that wondergood it's silly you are thinking of my ambition that's foolish wondergood would not you a gentleman of illinois also like to be well at least emperor of russia where the will is still above the law and on what particular throne have you your eye magnus i replied no longer concealing my irony if you are pleased to think of me so flatteringly wondergood i will tell you that i aim much higher nonsense my friend only bloodless monarchists have ever dreamt of a crown just as only eunuchs have ever tempted themselves with the thought of woman nonsense but i do not seek a throne not even the russian throne it is too cramping but there is another throne signor magnus the throne of god but why only the throne of god and have you forgotten satan's mr wondergood and this he said to me or did the whole street know that my throne was vacant i bowed my head respectfully and said permit me to be the first to greet you your majesty magnus turned on me in wild wrath gnashing his teeth like a dog over a contested bone and this angry atom wants to be satan this handful of earth hardly enough for one whiff of the devil is dreaming to be crowned with my crown i bowed my head still lower and dropped my eyes i felt the gleaming flame of contempt and divine laughter blazing forth within them i realized that it must not be given to my honoured ward to know this laughter i do not know how long we remained silent but when our eyes met again they were clear pure and innocent like two bright rays in the shade magnus was the first to speak and so he said and so i replied will you order money for the king the money is at your disposal my friend magnus looked at me thoughtfully it's not worth while he decided this miracle is old stuff it requires too many police to compel believe we shall perform a better miracle oh undoubtedly we shall contrive a better device in two weeks yes about that replied magnus cordially we shook hands warmly in parting and in about two hours the gracious king sent each of us a decoration some sort of a star for me and something else for magnus 
i rather pitied the poor idiot who continued to play his lone hand End of section twenty one